Coming up in this episode, we'll talk about uh, etiquette and riding in a group situation and why I like to ride alone. Right here on the next episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. Welcome to Random Thoughts from the Road on the Ozark Rides Digital Network. Conversations about motorcycles, one of the best places to ride in America, the Ozark Mountains of Missouri and Arkansas, and of course, any random thoughts that pop into our head. And now, here's your host from OzarkRides.com, Craig Allen and Randy Lewis. You know, Missouri and Arkansas rides... They can't be beat. No matter where you ride, do yourself a favor and go by Heartland Honda in Springdale, the first level five Honda powerhouse dealer in Arkansas. Heartland Honda has a huge selection of Honda motorcycles, ATVs, and side-by-sides with excellent financing options. Plus, their red level technicians can help keep you riding. Seriously, go check them out online at heartlandhonda.com. Or give them a call at 479-751-7022. Heartland Honda. Work hard, play hard. So how was your last ride? Was it a lot of fun? Uneventful? Did you hit a cat? Seriously, you need to avoid hitting cats. Now, those unexpected road hazards can cause an accident with injuries. So do me a favor. Put Dr. Brad Bradshaw on your phone. His phone number is 417 417- Three 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 thirty three thirty three. Even I can remember that. Dr. Brad Bradshaw's specialized medical training is the critical difference in getting you or any of his clients the maximum recovery. After the show, check him out online at bradbradshaw.com. Save his number, 417-333-3333. Dr. Brad Bradshaw, physician, surgeon, and lawyer. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Random Thoughts from the Road. And as usual, partner in crime, Randall Lewis from You call Bike me Works. Randall. You call me Randall one more time, I swear to goodness. Word on the street is you hate being called Randall. Man, I just, I hate being called anything. <laughs> well, what's up, young fellow? Man, nothing, just... You know, got my pocket protector in here. I got my khakis pressed and lined straight. My east wings are on and polished. Did you enjoy your ride? Uh, yeah, I enjoyed my ride. Um, got up, ate my Wheaties before. Um, had my fruits and vegetables afterwards. Had to take a bath, clean behind my ears and in between my toes, things like that. You know, all the stuff a good little young child does. Things I'm so young, you know. There's something inherently wrong with you. You understand that, right? Yeah, I do. Okay. I definitely do. Okay. So, writing in a group. There are Yay. 10 things. That we have, well, actually, we have an article, two articles on OzarkRides.com that you're going to want to check out after this podcast. One of them is 10 things you need to know about writing in a group. Mm. And the other one is why I ride alone. That's what I like. Yeah. So... We're talking about novice riders that are perhaps being invited to a group ride. Yeah. And that you don't, you know, you're not familiar with it a lot. So 
what are some of the things that you need to keep in mind when you got your first time out, or maybe it's not your first time out, but you're going to go right in a group and you're not extra familiar with the ins and outs of doing so? Yeah. So there's a couple categories. I believe that this falls into maybe you're a great group rider, but you're riding with a new group. Or maybe you're just the guy that's never been in a group at all. And that's the thing. Every group's different. They all have their own little idiosyncrasies. There is. I mean, every group is different from its genetic makeup to the attitude of the group to the attitude of the individuals, things like that. But there is a handful of things that's just the same all the way across the board. Right. The biggest thing that, you know, something that pisses me off more times than not, say if I choose to ride in a group, say we're doing a, a rally or a, uh, a fundraiser type ride, or, you know, maybe I've found a handful of guys that can stomach me for long enough to go for a, a small ride. Who's that? That's what I'm saying. I That's uncharted territory. I don't know who that is. <laughs> okay. Just hypotheticals. <laughs> hypotheticals right here. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, the biggest thing that I can say is get your ass there on time. You know, like, it's just something that is irritates the crap out of me is say we say we're going to go for a ride, meet at said location at said time that we will be leaving at, you know, 10 minutes later or 15 minutes later than that. You know, I'm a stickler for that crap. I oh. do what I say I'm going to do. I mean what I say and I say what I mean. I think it's fair to say that when it comes to being on time, I take no offense when people say I am an ass about that yeah if i say you let's go at eight o'clock and it's 805 i'm pissed yeah if it's 806 i'm gone exactly you know if you're leaving it up to me to set the route set the time set all that bull crap up respect the time that i've put into it enough to show up on time and really being on time and riding in a group and it's not in general but well it is but particularly in riding in a group if it's the ride starts at eight o'clock don't show up at eight o'clock no hell no being on time is quote unquote, not on time. Being early early is to be on time. Right. Because you know, when you get to wherever you're going to start, you're going to have to uh, scratch yourself. You're going to have to get off your bike and talk and stuff like that. You know, there's all of this nonsense. Yes. You want to get punched in the mouth quicker than anything. Show up to one of our group rides, show up three minutes before we're expected to be leaving Get off your damn bike, holding all your gear, bullshitting about the ride in, even though it's two blocks. And then as everyone starts to go up, say, wait, I need to get gas. No. Exactly. Get your Hold shit Hold on, I'm going to get my stuff back on it. It takes a few minutes to get my stuff yes, on. Yes, yes. Eight o'clock means the wheels are turning at eight o'clock. And we'll preface this here in a little bit. I mean, that's Well, it, you've man. got me off onto a tangent because I hate people that are late. Yeah. Granted, you know, group riding can be fun with the right group. It, it, it can, can. It can really be fun. You know, it's, there's a lot that goes into it. It's somewhat of a stressful situation depending on the number of people, you know, is your group five or is your group 50? You know, are you doing a benefit ride or are you doing a ride where it's going to be, you know, like Aiden's ride or some of the other benefit rides that we have around here? You know, you might be a group of 20, but then you're going to go join a group of 400 or 500 or something like that. So all this stuff is just going to better help you to be comfortable. It's going to make it a positive experience because group riding can be an absolute positive experience. Yes, I I definitely agree with that. Um, So once you're there, one of the other things is you need to come prepared. You need to know what where you're going, mm -hmm. what you're doing. Don't want to show up at eight o'clock and say, oh, by the way. 
where are we going? How's this route go? Right. You know, do your homework. Right. You know, because anybody that's going to prepare a ride, the group leader, we'll call them. Yeah. They're going to have all this lined out in the beginning anyway. You're going to be able to call them a day or two or three or a week before and say, where are we going? What's the route? Right. So I can have all my ducks in a row and we don't need to fuss with this on the day of the ride. And here's something else from a guy that's been the leader. If you ask me once, that's all I'm expected to answer because we're all adults here. I'm not your freaking mama. I'm not out here holding your hand, getting you a bottle. You know, if you ask me, you know, come at me respectfully, which I don't, I don't have an issue with it. You need to come at me like a shithead. I'm going to answer you with respect. But if you've asked me once and I've answered you once and given you literature, maybe I give you a ride map or, you know, a, a, a list of expected stops and things like that. Don't be asking me 50, 60 more times, you know, and then the day of the ride. So where are we going again or what are we doing? When's the next stop? Yeah. I'm going to be a little bit irritable with that. You know, I'm not, again, I'm not your mommy. You've asked, I've given you the information, be a responsible adult and go with it. You know, I've planned two group rides. I think you've been on both of them. They were for charities for wounded warriors. Very true. And at the end of the rides, the one thing that I got feedback was, and this was probably my fault, too long without stops. I mean, (laughs) you know, you know me, you stop for one reason only. Fuel. Yeah, stop to get gas. Yeah. Or are you going to just be dead on the side of the road? Yeah. And a lot of times when people would said, man, I wish you'd have had more stops. Well, I still had gas in the tank. Right, right. And that's kind of another one of those things that goes on to, you know, what group you're riding in. Right. How every group is a little bit different. Now, there's other groups out there that I know. Shoot. If you can go 20 miles before a stop, you're lucky. You know, everybody wants to. Really? Yeah. Everybody wants to talk and get off, smoke a cigarette, get off, get something to drink, get gas, you know, because nobody can be fueled up at the very beginning. Everybody has between a three and five gallon tank, unless you're a newer bike with a six gallon tank or some of the metrics have bigger than that, you know, you're all going to projectively go about the same distance before you need fuel. Unless there's the guy riding with the Sportster tank on his that at a hundred miles, he's getting fuel. But I mean, you're all going to be about the same, especially if you're in a group of friends. Most of the time you're like-minded people riding like styled bikes. So um, be very prepared for what's about to happen. You know, show up with fuel Show up with where you're going, what you're doing, when you're stopping, um, things like that. And then the next step I would say is know your comfort level. Know where you belong in this group, okay? Got to ride your ride. Exactly, man. Um, You know, if you show up, say say you're the guy coming into a new group. What I would say to that guy is put yourself in the back. At least for part of the ride. I was going to ask what you thought, what your, because this is kind of, the group leaders take can be different in any different group. Some people like the more novice, less experienced riders to be up front. Some of them like them in the back. Personally, um, I put them in the back. Um, granted, it, it kind of sucks. You know, if they get in an accident and everybody else is ahead of them, you you almost have to be, the guy in front of you. You got to put, put them in the back is the best place, I think. But I also, in the back, will put at least one volunteer Yes. experienced rider. Right. They can set pace and hold up the tail of the pack. Yeah. You know, in a wolf pack, that's where the leader goes is in the back uh-huh. just to make sure everybody's along on their way. Um, it's just one of those things. I find it, it's split for me because I find with the novice guys in the front, 
for one, it, I think it's a safety issue to the rest of the group. But for two, like that guy knows he's not comfortable, knows he's not confident. Yeah, he's setting the pace, but he's all the time also feeling like I'm holding up the whole rest of the pack in how it's going to push him to be doing stuff beyond his capabilities to make sure that he's not hindering everyone behind him. So now he's going to get himself out of sorts and just not enjoy the ride by trying to push himself so that he's not, you know, hindering the people behind him. So that's one of the biggest reasons why I put him in the back is two, it's going to be more comfortable for them. They're not going to feel like they're holding everybody up. And plus if they get themselves into a situation and they, God forbid wreck, they're not wrecking a whole pack of people. You know what I mean? Right. You know, right. Cause it it's a domino sucks. effect. Yeah. It definitely does suck that you had an accident, but you're not going to get an accident and then make everyone else's day shit because you wiped them out. So, you know, I agree with the idea of putting in a volunteer experienced rider in the very back just to make sure the, the tail end isn't, uh-huh. isn't dragging so far, you know, maybe in communications with the guy in the front saying, Hey, we got a problem. We need to pull over or, you know, this guy's having some issues. Maybe he's getting tired. Maybe he's, you know, something going on in the back of the pack, obviously, depending on how large your pack is or group rather. So that's what I think. That's a good idea. Now you're riding in a group and all of a sudden you come to a break, a stop, if you will. Oh yeah. And then there are different kinds of breaks and different kinds of stops. And the key on this is, in my opinion, is keep an eye on the group leader because a lot of times, not well. Not every break is a potty break. Not every yeah. break you got to get off and squirt and smoke a cigarette. And it's that some of these breaks are just to get gas. Yeah. So one of the key things you can look at is watch the leader. If they take their helmet off, then maybe it's okay for you to take your helmet off. If they still got their <laughs> helmet on yeah. and they're pumping gas, it's short lived. It's yeah. Do likewise. Right. Leave your helmet on. Stay with the bike. Right. Get your gas if you need it. And be prepared to move right on out because yeah. some, some breaks are just a quick pit stop. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Just me and my perspective, like what I like to do, because I don't want to be the guy that's, you know, jacking with someone else's flow. Like, I don't want to be the guy that is holding everybody else up from doing what we want to do. So my advice to you is don't be the freaking jack wagon that gets off his bike undoes every last bit of gear that he can possibly fit onto his body, then start bullshitting and talking and then start smoking cigarettes. And then when everyone else is done with their business, say, Oh, I need to get fuel and I need to go to the bathroom or I need to do this and then have to pile all your crap back on. Like, you know, you know what? There's always that guy. Yes, there is. And you could pick him out on the first stop. Like clock. There is all before the ride starts. Yes. You know that guy. Sometimes you take bets. Okay. Uh, who's it going to be? Who's it going <laughs> to <Yep>. be? <laughs> There's my Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you're one of those guys and you know you're the one of those guys. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're going to be honest with yourself, you've got to yeah. be listening to this and go, oh, crap, that's me. As soon as you stop, get your shit taken care of. You know, get go to the bathroom, get fuel, start smoking a cigarette. Is the other people start piling After in. After you get your fuel, don't smoke while you're getting your fuel. And it depends on who you are. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, take care of your business. And then if there's time, then stand around and, and right. talk. Because if you're going to go on a long ride, there's going to be breaks. Yes. There's going to be stops where that's the intention. Sit around, visit, yeah. you know. End of the day, say at lunch, whatever. Or whatever. Yeah. There's going to be those things built in and on the ride where you have that opportunity. 
And ask your group leader before the ride starts, before you even contemplate taking the ride, what is your philosophy on this kind of stuff? Yeah. You know, how do you see this going? No self-respecting group leader is going to be mad at you for asking questions. Exactly. They're going to be a lot more mad at you for, for screwing up the ride. Yeah, yeah. I've been in some some areas where you'll get your ass left, Yeah, honestly. They will purposely leave you just to either prove a point or because you're that annoying to the entire group that you need to go. If you find yourself in that situation, just tuck tail and run. Yeah. Just know. Eh, that didn't work out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, have you ever been in a ride where there's always, again, that guy that thinks he's better than everybody and he takes off and gets out in front of the group leader in front of the pack. Yeah. And all of a sudden on his own accord, he's going to take over the lead. Yeah. And again, let's just say it, just make this portion easy. Don't be that guy. Right. Cause it will get you no respect. This is not your train and this is not your station. Okay. Yeah. Fall in yeah. line, follow suit. If you don't like that, start your own group. That's right. Get out of here. Go somewhere else. You know, there aren't very many people getting begged to be in a group. You know, granted, we don't have this entirely in our area. So at this point in our lives, we're not involved with large groups and, you know, hey, at this point in time. But I've been in spots. We lived in areas where that is a, a factor. You know, honestly, there's, you know, again, it goes to a club where on this day of this month, we're going to meet at this point and we're going to take a ride and do this. And it's built up for the entire month. You know what I mean? Like that's usually what group rides do and group riders are about is they're going to set it up well in advance, get as many people or all the people that they want. Everybody's going to be on the same page and they're going to leave and go do this group ride. That's more what this is all about. Right. Now, if you are, and this, this falls into, you know, both situations, whether you're in that group or you're in a, you know, that type of environment, or say you're the guy that just has five or six dudes that, you guys don't communicate, you don't talk, you don't do shit, but you all know what to expect from each other. Um, you know, while you're actually riding on the ride, there's certain things that you do. There's certain etiquettes and there's certain thing techniques. You know, if, if you're the guy in the middle of the pack or the back of the pack or, or what have you, not the lead guy, watch three or four bikes ahead of you. You know, what is that guy doing? Check to see if you see brake lights, see if they swerve. Because it is, it's a domino effect. Right. Whatever's happening to that guy up front that you can see, it's coming your way. Right. Don't watch the guy directly beside you in front of you because you're both in the same boat, you know. You uh -huh. First to the scene of the crash. You know, watch a handful of bikes up, and that's how you're going to set your speed. And you got to keep proper brake. spacing. There's the reaction time. Right. If you're all bunched up, you're all going down. Exactly. You know, and, we're so not. There, and there's that staggered riding, too. Yeah. Don't yeah. ride directly behind the guy in front of you. Yep. Illegally, honestly, which no one's going to legally sounds retarded, but when you take your driver's portion of the test or written portion of the test, they tell you, you know, how do you stagger? How is it? And it's always the lead guy is front left is the one up in front on the yellow line. The next guy is to the white line and back behind him. And then you just keep staggering as you go back from there, you know, alternating, you know, where you're at. Now, another thing we wanted to talk about with regards to group writing is if you see something, you need to say something, say it privately to the group leader. So oh. you're in the middle of a ride and you see that the guy next to you, and we're not talking about ratting somebody out, but you see maybe, maybe they're not as accomplished a rider. Maybe they're having troubles. Yeah. No fault of their own. It's just lack of experience, stuff like that. 
right. you might privately mention that to the leader. Hey, we've got a guy back here that's doing his level best, but he's having trouble with X, Y, or Z. Right. You know, be sure to let somebody know because if you, because all you're doing is you're looking out for their better. Right. And again, you know, if you're that guy that's, you want to make sure the safety of everybody is up to par. Right. You might even go to the guy and say, I see you're having a little trouble here. Is there something I can do to help you? Right. Uh, do you need some? Just know it's going to be a fickle situation because everybody's got pride. Proud. Yeah. People are proud, I should say, because there's women riders and groups and stuff, but people are proud. And if they feel like they're being called out, they're going to bow up most that, of the time. But they're less likely to bow up if you do it, pull them aside and do it privately yeah. where they don't feel like their ego is being. Exactly. exactly. You know, and don't be, make it. Be a, decent about it. Don't say, you ass. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Don't call this guy out in front of everybody just to be a jack wagon. You know, you wouldn't want You've to. You've ruined the you. ride for everybody then because that brings tensions. Up. Yep. Exactly. So there's two ways that you handle it. Either. Pull the guy aside, you know, or catch him when he's off. Don't come up and be like, I need to have a talk with you and drag him off in front of everybody, you know. Catch him when you're by yourselves, you know. Get yourself into a spot where you might be around him, you know, say you can subtly say stuff. Be like, hey, yeah, man, back there on that corner, I noticed you got a little bit, you know, wide or a little bit slow or you were, you know, whatever. You know, make it like I just noticed this. And make try it to constructive. Yeah. Build into the conversation. Or you can go straight to your ride leader talk to him and if he wants to to take care of it without having a big scene a lot of the times what he'll do is he'll find you know to try to push this guy towards the back he'll find a couple of guys that he's comfortable with and say hey when we pull out get in this spot kind of mentor him along yeah either that or they'll they'll stack up in front of him and then as they stack up in front of him if there's a couple people behind him that's aren't as bad as him they'll let them go ahead and they'll kind of in a roundabout way, force this guy more towards the back, just with a presence of, you know, being there and, and jumping him in line, basically. Well, that brings us to the portion of this conversation that I love the most. Why I ride alone. Yeah. So everything that we just said. Is why is I why- ride alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So for those of you that uh, are thinking, you know what, this is too much politics, too much hassle. Yeah. Well, first of all, you're right. <laughs> you're right and you're wrong. Group rides are a lot of fun given the right circumstances and the right group. Yeah. Uh, just like anything else in life, they can be a drag too given the right circumstances and the yeah. wrong group. But for me personally, I ride alone. I will ride in a group if it's for a charity that I feel strongly about. But other than that, screw you guys. I'm, I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. So one of the things we'd like to talk about about Riding alone. For me, one of the big top things is, I don't want to call it the, the zen effect. Mm. It's relaxing, and I never, ever have to give thought about, man, I got to take a squirt. Man, I need gas. Oh, I'm starting to get hungry. I ride my ride, and I can come and go as I please. And a lot of times, more often than not, I don't go with a destination in mind. Yeah. I'll be going down a road and go, huh. There's a road I've never seen before. I've not been down it. Let's take a right here or take a left there and see where it takes me. Yeah, man, that's that's Dennis Hopper right there. Yeah. You know, that's the American dream right there of going where you want, doing what you want, unsolicited and unmolested by anybody else. Nobody to blame but yourself. Exactly. You know, everybody always talks about back in the heyday of riding, you know, you came to a crossroads. There was no conversation. There was just, well, don't want to go left. Don't want to go right. Let's just pick it and rip it, you know? 
Yeah. For me, riding alone is, is, is the only way to ride. Now I will ride with one other person. If, if I know that person and they're like-minded as far as how we ride, I used to have a friend that I uh, still a friend, I guess, but, uh, we rode together all the time, but mm. we were like-minded. We almost could read each other's minds. Yeah. I mean, we had hand signals for whatever we wanted to do, whether it was go squirt, whether it was get gas or hungry. And our tanks had about the same range and was always agreeable. You know, we'd stop and say, oh, you know, have you ever been down that road? No, let's go. That's you cool. Know? Yeah. That's, that's you know, it's none, there was never an issue of, well, I don't know. And I'd, I'd need to get home after a my bit. wife wants me to come yeah, home so we can plant. You garden. never heard those words. And, <laughs> and I enjoy riding with somebody like like-minded like that yeah it definitely makes a group that much better if you're all about the same you know it, it definitely takes a lot of the stress away it makes it super easy and well makes there's it no pressure you can do as you please when you right. please and how you please right that's just one of those things you got to take into consideration whether you're riding by yourself or riding in a group you know you can stop when you want mm-hmm. you can go when you want the unfortunate part about me is even if i'm in a group unless i'm the leader you know, I'll tell the leader, I'll tell whoever's around, be like, look, I may just stop or I might just do this. You know, you guys just keep going. You do what you want to do. And if you're cool with having me, I'll, hell, I'll stay in the back if you want me to. But yeah, you're um, prone to rabbit. Yeah. I'm prone to do whatever the frick I want to do at any given time. So, well, another positive thing about riding alone, you don't ride with idiots. <laughs> That's true. That's true. You know, when I was back when I was in the service, back when, uh, you know, people were using uh, flintlocks, <laughs> I had a commanding yeah. officer tell me one time, he said, you know what? He said, it doesn't matter how big your group is, whether it's 10 people or 10,000, 10% of that group are going to be assholes. Yeah, I could see that. Which, if you're riding alone, kind of speaks to the fact that 10% of you <laughs> is, gonna be is an, an asshole. asshole. Yeah, that's just funny. Man, I just... Honestly, I just enjoy being by myself. I do. A lot of people can't stand it or they have to have that constant noise or constant, you know, I don't know what the hell you'd call it, you know, approval from other people and or, you know, idea that there's somebody to somebody else. That's just not me. You know, a lot of people have accused me of being a loner. And mm-hmm. to some extent, I am. But that's my choice. I'm very comfortable with myself. Yep. I believe in quality, not quantity. So I've got five or six good friends that I've had for a lot of years. And uh, that's all I need in my life. I don't need to have a bunch of people around me. So, And that goes with riding. Yeah. I like to ride. I like to go when I want to go. Stop exactly. when I want to stop. Exactly. It definitely makes it nice when you can do that. Plus, you can also, when you're by yourself, like we were talking about, you can explore different yeah. directions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For me, that's the best part about riding. It's not the destination. It's the ride. Exactly. I'm the guy that says, no, the, the, the ride is not the restaurant you're going to <laughs> or yeah. the end. It's the ride itself. You'll find this, not to sound too sappy or whatever, but you'll find out a ton more about yourself on a, a ride by yourself than you will in a group ride or anywhere else for that matter. You know, when you have time to almost reflect and ponder and think about where you're going in life, what you're doing in life, what you want to accomplish, what you don't want to accomplish, the things that you have done, the things that, you know, happen to you, you know, that, that time of self-reflection, I think is super important for most people. It is for me, you know, and it's expensive <laughs> because when I'm thinking and I'm thinking about my bike, yeah, well, Ooh, well I could do this and I can yeah. do that. And then I, it ends up costing me money because I want to add things or exactly. change things. 
But if you never had a dang thing that you were working for or interested in or geared towards, what's the point of life? You know, exactly. It's not to arrive at heaven or hell's gate in a finely pristine, well-nourished, well-kept body. You know, for me, it's roll that bitch in there sideways, sliding it on the side with cuts and scars and bangs and bruises and stories saying, wow, you know, what a ride that was. Yeah. I'm here and I used every last bit of it. Exactly. Well, I guess that's about all we have to say about that. I guess so, man. So hopefully it was helpful and hopefully you don't think that we're, you know, pro solo riding. I really don't much care so much if it's helpful, just so long as they stayed awake. (laughs) If it didn't put you to sleep, we got a winner. You got that sweet droning voice too. Like, hell, I'm over here like, what did you just say? I'm mesmerized. It's it's nauseating. (laughs) It does tend to make people nauseous. Yeah. No, that's your face. Well, see, and I had it all wrong. It did. See, your voice is fine. It's your face. The face is the one that makes people just... Well, see, now they can't see my face, so this works out beautifully. So what do we always say? Get out there and ride. All right, till next time.